Okay, so today's episode of Something to Wrestle is brought to you by StarCast on Fight. What are you waiting for? This is all anybody's talking about. Not only do you get the roast of Ric Flair, are you kidding me? But you get tons of other great panels like Cody and the Young Bucks sitting down to talk about how in the world all elite wrestling came to be a thing. Of course, it's the last live something to wrestle. What about Tony Schiavone sitting down with Sting? What about Sean Moody sitting down with Bret Hart? Oh, and Tom McGee's there. Never know what they might be talking about. We just announced the Booker T show. We've got a Taz show. It's nearly two dozen shows at Caesars, and you can enjoy them all right now, live on demand in glorious HD for the low, low price of 59 bucks. Just go to starcastonfight.com and you'll pick it up. There's two shows going almost all weekend across four days. So if you don't like what's on one stage, just flip over to the other stage. And if you can join us in person, why wouldn't you? It is a who's who of professional wrestling and you don't want to miss it. It's starcast.com or starcastonfight.com. And don't forget there's two R's in Starcast, just like Starcade and Fight is F-I-T-E. Starcastonfight.com. Ladies and gentlemen, your master of ceremonies, make some noise, Mr. Comedian James Matters! All right, what's going on, Starcast? Oh, that is way too passive. Come on, guys, let's go. Make some noise. Let's have a good time. Welcome to this roast. Look, I'll get this out of the way. I'm James Matter. Look, I don't know who the fuck I am either, so don't worry about it, all right? It's going to be a good time. I know I look like an anorexic Joe Gertner, but don't worry, all right? I've had a healthy diet of Sour Patch Kids, and I'm excited, all right? In a second, we're going to bring out this dais. We're going to have a good time. What a great crowd, huh? Look at this. Good to see all seven women in this audience tonight, huh? Holy shit tonight. So good-looking crew right here. Some of the toughest comic book readers I've ever seen in my life. Jesus Christ over here. This is going to be insane. Let me get this all the way to it. Before I even get it going and I start roasting it, we know what a roast is. You're going to hear some crazy shit tonight. People are going to say some sensitive shit. I know you're, you're underground indie wrestling fans. You're probably more woke than 20 years ago. Fuck it. Tonight, it's old school. We're going at it tonight, all right? There's also a decent chance that this will be a goddamn mess, but who cares? Because Fight TV needs programming, and that's why they're putting the Bruce Pritchard roast on. Because Sign Guy Dudley apparently is not available, all right? So let's bring it out. Let's get the dais on the stage, and we'll get cooked up. Come on, let's get everybody. Get, let's play some music. Get the dais out, everybody. Let's go. Yeah, give it up for the great comedians who will be in here with your wrestling here. Clap for them, dudes. Oh, my goodness. Come on, take a look here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh
about this guy? Come on, give it up! What about this gentleman over here? What do you know about this guy, slap dicks? Is there a seat down there? Holy shit, let's get, oh, we're missing somebody. Who do you guys think we're missing here? Who do you think we're missing? Give it up for the man! Give it up for Bruce Fletcher! There's no box of gimmicks. Rumor and innuendo. I don't deal in rumor and innuendo. Was he there? I was there. I don't give a shit. I ain't scared. I ain't scared to shut you. You, Bruce. You know who booked this shit. All right, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Are we excited or what? Come on, look at this. Why are we here? You know why we're here. To celebrate the greatest wrestling podcast in the world. But Jim Cornette couldn't fly, so... uh, I guess we'll settle for blubber love here. This is exciting, everybody. We have an amazing day as tonight, full of all our childhood heroes. And after looking at them 30 years later, I finally realized our childhood sucked. <laughs> look at this crew, it's unbelievable. Half the group looks like Sean Waltman's dealers and the other half look like his sponsors. <laughs> I haven't seen a crew of wrestlers this bad since the last ECW pay-per-view. Who's going on last, Chili Willie? Don't sleep on the Chili Willy line. Come on, guys. The first run-in over there. That's going to be fun. It, it's going to keep going, too, Bischoff. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'd like to give a warning to this dais. I'm sure everyone's going to do well. But, uh, hey, man, just don't get too confident. Because at one point, you're going to build momentum. And right when you think you got it picked up, Triple H is going to come in, hit you with a pedigree out of nowhere, and bury you. You know it's coming. That's why Van Damme ain't coming. He knows what the fuck's happening. <laughs> Look at this. I'm, we're all, all the comics are petrified. People have been working out and shit. Taylor ate a sandwich. All kinds of shit's going on. Because we're scared. I've never been more scared of a room full of guys on arthritis in my life, all right? And one, and one lady. Yeah, first of all, boy, 2018, we're real progressive. One black guy, one woman. Good job, everybody. But everyone's still in great shape. Look at these guys. The great shape. Look at this, man. It's crazy. It's like the cast of Cocoon went on a bender of HGH. <laughs> if this day didn't, didn't need a nap every hour, I'd be scared to make more jokes. I'm not looking. I'm not giving it. It's crazy. We were supposed to have more WCW champions. We only got one on the dais, the great Jeff Jarrett. It's crazy because uh, anyone who did five minutes and WCW, a cup of coffee, got the title, right? Who are we kidding here? Everyone should have got the belt. Let's look at the great list. Yeah, we should have got, look at the great list. Yeah, Eric, why didn't you get the fucking belt? David Arquette got the belt. Vince Russo got the belt. J.J. Dillon's penis pump got the belt. Some of Klondike Bill's rubber fucking chickens or whatever he fucked got the title. Three-time champion. In addition to this great panel, we have some wonderful surprises tonight. 
The Observer is reporting that Mabel will be the third roaster. Yo, yo, I haven't seen his schedule though. I think he's got a long-term booking elsewhere, but whatever. Not soon enough. Uh, <laughs> DDP was supposed to be here. He canceled last minute. He, had, he went back to what he does best, working the door at a strip club. <laughs> Kevin Nash canceled last minute. He went back to doing what he does best, working at the strip club. <laughs> we tried to get Hulk Hogan, but he said this dais wasn't wide enough. <laughs> there you go. But why worry about who isn't here? It's about who is here. We got the man of the hour, the man with no power, Rio Rogers himself, the great Bruce Pritchard, everybody. Come on. Bruce Pritchard is a national treasure. Unfortunately, that nation is Venezuela, bankrupt. He debuted as Brother Love at the Survivor Series in 1990, where he wore more bronzer than the whole Jersey Shore. I haven't been to church since. Can I be honest about that? Brother Love scared more kids away from church than a Catholic priest in Pennsylvania. Oh. Brother Love was great, man. He had power to heal audience members. You remember that episode? It was great. He touched a blind person and they allegedly could see. And what they could see was that Rio Rogers was a shit gimmick. Damn it, that gimmick was so bad, Glazier wouldn't even take it, all right? God, if I could only find the person who came up with that gimmick, a glazier. Hi, Eric. Uh, <laughs> after years of being brother love, he went from that to being Vince McMahon's right-hand man. Why the right? Because Bruce gives lousy hand jobs with his left. <laughs> Pedigrees, everybody. He said it, assholes. Get a job. He went from WWE to TNA, where he worked behind the scenes. He did a great job there replacing Terry Taylor, which is like being president after Jimmy Carter. If you can't succeed, you should fucking kill yourself. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think Jimmy would have been a better Carter to run TNA than Dixie, right? Any of them. Vince, Gary, Beyonce Knowles, Jay-Z. They might still have a real TV deal, right? Where, where do they air now, Vine? He is now the main dude on the great podcast, Something to Wrestle With, where he is known for a plethora of great impressions, my friends. They're the best, right? Macho Man, Jerry Jarrett, Jim Cornette, Vince McMahon, and of course his best, an impression of someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> Every week he makes shit up. Every week. He's so full of shit, his next gig is working the gorilla position for the White House. <laughs> For a show that talks a lot about chicken salad, it sure is full of chicken shit. I think it's all because Bruce's memory is shot from years of smoking weed. Bruce has smoked so much pot that Matt Riddle is scared of testing for Bruce. But in all seriousness, this show, it's the best show and we need it as fans, right? Because we need to know all the truth that we didn't know growing up. All the inside shit from WWE, TNA, WCW, and guess who's the guy to give it to us? Bruce, right? 
Yeah, it's great. Thank God for Bruce, because if Pat did a podcast, we couldn't fucking understand it. <laughs> now, I think we're warmed up. We have a great lineup tonight, man. You guys sound awesome. Great wrestlers, great comedians. We're going to have a good time. We're going to mix it up. Anything can happen. Embrace it. Laugh. If you keep laughter in, it becomes gas. We don't need that shit, all right? Things could get weird. Great. We can brag about it and drink about it later. Thank you so much for coming to this great weekend. This is exciting. A celebration of wrestling, indie wrestling, the rebel spirit, the renaissance, the golden age of wrestling podcast. Let's have a great time tonight. I'm going to bring these guys up. You give them love, laugh at everything. Thank you so much. Let's have a great show, everybody. Let's go. Let's kick it off correctly, everybody. Your next performer you've seen on America's Got Talent and nothing since. Proving that America is fucked. Give it up for the most masculine man in the room, the great Taylor Williamson! Come on! I am a real American. Keep it going for James, everybody. Wow, clap for James, this amazing host, MC you got. I was so happy when I found out James was going to be on this show. I'm like, thank God there's someone less famous than me here. This is, because, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, everybody. Um, it's so cool being here. Can I just say that? Like, I've been a wrestling fan my whole entire life. Any wrestling fans here in the crowd, everybody? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. This is such a big deal for me. When I found out that I got booked for this, I called my mom right away. I said, Mom, guess what? I just got a call from Conrad from Something to Wrestle With. I'm gonna be flown to Chicago to be on the roast of Bruce Pritchard at StarCast the night before All In. And she said, Taylor, what the fuck are you talking about? I think I would have, no one knows what we're doing. Everyone here when they said, uh, people are like, what are you doing this week? And you're like, never mind. Uh, uh. <laughs> this is going way better than I thought it would, can I be honest? Um, my family would be more excited for me if I was doing a roast at a furry convention. <laughs> it's amazing being here, like the, how it all happened. Bullet Club, we got Bullet Club shirts all over the place. Bullet Club, shout out, clap for Bullet Club. That's so cool, that's why they started this whole thing. That's why we're here. It's amazing. But if I can criticize them for a second. Their whole gimmick is stealing things from other people. Like the Too Sweet, they got that from the click, you know, respect. Even the whole idea of Bullet Club, they stole that from the city of Chicago. I mean, it's pretty clear. Um, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm gonna get to the guys up here, but one last thing, just because we're in Chicago, I feel like I have to say this. The CM Punk, Cole Cabana thing is tearing the wrestling community apart. CM Punk, give, CM Punk, you're so cheap, man. CM Punk is so cheap that when he joined WWE, they should have made him be called Scotty Goldman. That's how. Uh... <laughs> All right. All right. All right, let's focus on this amazing deus. It's a Jewish or cheap joke. Okay, um, I'm Jewish. All right. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, Bill Apter. Okay. Um, this is exciting. We have a real life movie star here on the deus. Oh my God, give it up for XXXPOC, everybody. Oh my God, this is so exciting. Like, this is great. Um, Hardcore champion of the world, uh, by the way. Uh, he has a new movie coming out, I'm really excited. It's called One Night Inside the Ugly Weird Dog He Brings Everywhere. Uh, I'm really excited to see that. Um, I, was, <laughs> I love your dog, I'm sorry. 
please don't fake please don't fake hurt me. Okay. Um Um it's off limits. I'm sorry. He <laughs> said I can't talk about that. It was on the list of things. Okay, I'm scared right now. I'm so, so terrified, not even joking. Um Medusa is here. Um Medusa, lo- lo- lovely Medusa. Um Medusa, you really do live up to your name, by the way. Like, when I look at you, part of my body does turn to stone. Yeah. <laughs> my eyeballs. No, my eyeballs? It was the... Oh, that didn't work. All right. Um, Cole Cabana, let's talk about that. All right, let's focus. Um, that was just a joke. It's a fill-in-the-blank joke. Like, you're so beautiful. Like, but there's no other woman here to, to roast, apparently. Uh, I... Uh, the same person who booked this roast also booked the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia, I think. Um, you guys, give it up for Medusa, the d- former WWF Women's Champion, by the way. That's amazing. She's giving me the scariest looks. Um, you know why she was the, the world champion, uh, the women's world champion? Because she was the only women's wrestler in the world at the time. Um, her most famous match was with a trash can. I don't get what the controversy was. She put trash inside a trash can. Like, where should she have put it? The recycling bin? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Pat Patterson is here. Clap for Pat Patterson, the great Pat Patterson. Legend. Sweet man. You guys know he created the, the Royal Rumble? Is this true, right? You created, what? You created the Royal Rumble. You're the creator. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. When I, it makes perfect sense. What do you think about it? Think about it. What are the rules? 30 men in the ring at the same time. A new guy comes every two minutes. I mean, like, I guess... I, I think, uh... Oh. No, not, not yet. Not yet. Wait a minute. One minute. One minute. I have three more jokes, then you can do it. Okay, three more jokes. Okay. So, I'm sorry. That joke... That joke was over the top rope. I'm sorry. Um, really? That was funny, but not... Okay, whatever. I like you guys. I, I like you guys. You guys, this, this is going way better. Okay. Um, Pat Patterson, I'm very jealous of you, by the way. Like, is, how cool is this? This is kind of special. Like, your initials are also your favorite thing to hold in your hands. Like, how cool is that? You know, actually, the only other person I know of whose initials are also the favorite thing to hold on to is CM Punk. The CM stands for Colts Money. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, everybody, let's focus. Let's focus here. Um, Jerry Briscoe, the legendary Jerry Briscoe. Where is he? Mr. Briscoe. Oh, my God. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. You know, the Briscoes discovered Hulk Hogan in Florida. This is true, true fact. Um, uh, thank, if it wasn't for this man right here, we wouldn't have Mr. Nanny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. N-word. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. 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 <laughs> sorry. Um, um, Jerry's Native American. He hates Thanksgiving. Almost as much as Conrad hates vegetables. Uh, okay. okay. 
Jeff Jarrett is here. Clap for Jeff Jarrett, everybody. Great man. <laughs> A great, kind man. Was so kind and would never hurt me. Um, I admire you so much. This guy has been world champion in almost every organization he's been in. And all he had to do was create them and make himself the world champion. Like, that's... Like... But for real, you've stayed on top for decades, and like that's impressive in any business. So like, what he's been able to do is evolve over the years. He's gone all the way from double J to double A. <laughs> Pat Patterson. Um, uh, Pat Patterson has made a career of writing some of the greatest matches of all time. Pat loves yel- helping young men get their shit in. All right. Um, all right. We're almost done. We're almost done. Uh, I'm sorry. I had to, it's easier. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eric Bischoff. I'm so scared right now. I have to get out of here. Um, <laughs> Eric Bischoff. <laughs> um, this, you know martial arts. Oh, I'm so scared. All right. Um, Eric Bischoff. Hulk Hogan called him Easy E. That was that Hulk Hogan called him. You know, he's named after that rapper who was injected with AIDS and died. I think Hulk called him that because that's what he did to WCW. Um, that's that joke. He's not smiling. I'm so scared right now. Eric, I love you. I got to meet you. I got to shake your hand while you were walking to the ring when I was 12 years old. It was such a great moment in my life. Probably not the best moment in your life because I just got back from giving myself a self-high five in the bathroom uh, right before that. Um, um, okay, I have to get out of here. Um... In conclusion, uh, Bruce, uh, oh, Brutus Beefcake is here. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Um, clap for this right, man. Um, I, uh, I, I, just, uh, I don't know which one of your gimmicks is my favorite. Like, you were, uh, <laughs> nothing matters. All right. Um, the, you were the barber, you were the acolyte, you were the toll booth operator. I loved all of them. Um, I'm so scared, Jesus Christ. Bruce Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard, everybody. Let's clap for Bruce Pritchard. I'm sorry for everything. Um, Bruce asked me, like, why are you here roasting me? I just wanted a free trip to Chicago, honestly. That's really... Um, uh, Brother Love, the original Big Red Machine. Um, <laughs> originator of Red Face. Um, uh, Bruce, uh, I love Bruce. Uh, Conrad really loves you. You know the reason he loves you so much uh, is because the most popular thing in Alabama is Brother Love. Uh, that's actually the uh, truth. Um, um, Bruce used to be over, and now you are overweight. Um, Bruce has a strict regimen to stay in this shape. The shape is a rhombus, by the way. Um, every morning, right when he gets out of bed, he does an hour of DDP yogurt. Uh, that's very cool. Um, Conrad's getting married to Ric Flair's daughter. That's congratulations to them. That's very exciting. Um, when Ric Flair found out he's gonna have an outer shaped son who can't wrestle, he was like, "Damn it! I already have one of those." Okay, that's a, that's a favorite. I'm so scared. All right, I, um, <laughs> the only match Bruce has ever won is Burger King of the Ring. Um, Bruce sells T-shirt that says FDM. Uh, stands for a fat, dumb man. Oh, oh that wasn't nice. A fat guy just said, fuck you to me. All right. Bruce always says, fuck Dave Meltzer. Conrad wants to fuck Dave Meltzer. All right, in conclusion, in conclusion. Um, Bruce Pritchard uh, allegedly got fired by WWF for bringing a weapon to work. 
Uh, turns out Macho Man's not the only one who got fired for pulling his gun out on Stephanie. Um, okay. Um, all right. Um, that's all for me. Thank you very much, everybody. I love you, Bruce Pritchard. Thank you for having me, everybody. Bye, everybody. Taylor, Taylor Williamson, everybody. Taylor Williamson. Not coming to the WWE Network anytime soon. All right, we're off to a great start. Let's keep it going. You ready? Yeah. Your next performer is one of the all-time great cruiserweights, junior heavyweights, light heavyweights. He's one of the most popular wrestlers amongst dog sniff, uh, drug-sniffing dogs and airport security. Please welcome him before he violates parole. Give it up for Sean Waltman, everybody. Come on, everybody. Sean Waltman. Hello everyone. Chicago, race some hell and make a little noise. We got two words for you. Thank you. I'm just trying not to bomb out here. I'm not trying to crush it or anything like that. So if any of these jokes don't work, Taylor Williamson wrote them. <laughs> so uh, anyways, you know how they have that after someone tells a joke? I think it's called a rim shot or something. Well, we don't have a band here, so like instead of the rim shot, I'm just going to do this, and everyone goes, suck it, after every joke. That way, if the joke sucks, I still get a reaction after every one. <laughs> This is quite possibly the most embarrassing thing I've ever been a part of. And if you know anything about me, you know that's saying a lot. <laughs> 20 years ago, I was standing on a tank with DX, and now I'm standing on a stage with a bunch of old drunk men that are tanked. I fucked that one up. Hey, you. <laughs> the legendary Pat Patterson is here, everyone. One of the greatest in-ring performers of all time. This thing's too low. Anyways, one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time. And one of the greatest minds. And I was trying to come up with something funny to say about Pat. And, you know, it's easy to go, and like all these other guys, and bring up his sexuality. And I just think that's low-hanging fruit, kind of like his balls. <laughs> that's an old man balls joke. Like old men's balls, they hang down real low. Thank, oh, I forgot that. Thank you. That's why I'm reading off of this, because my memory is the shits, and it's not from the pot. Oh, shit, where am I now? Oh, hey, great to see Bruce the Barber Beefcake here. Make some noise. I was a huge fan of the Dream Team. Greg the Hammer Valentine was great. I love Brutus. He's a great guy. But if you hung Brutus for being a great worker, you'd be hanging an innocent man. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck <laughs> Easy, Eric Bischoff in the house. Oh, over here. I don't really have much. I love Eric. Now, 
a lot of you people know that uh, Eric wasn't always on my, on my favorites list. He fired me by FedEx while I was out recovering from a broken neck. Yeah. <laughs> you sure... Yeah. I, was, I was just going to say, you sure showed me, Eric. My career was all downhill from there. <laughs> oh, thank God. Almost fucking done. Jesus Christ. Okay, that's it, actually. Bruce Pritchard. The man of the hour, Bruce Pritchard. I've known Bruce a long time. I first met Bruce in 1991 uh, in Dallas at the Sportatorium. Make some noise for the Sportatorium. Yeah. Cheap pop for the Sportatorium. Yeah, then in 1993, I ended up working with Bruce again. And I left and went to WCW, came back, worked with Bruce again in 98. And uh, Bruce actually produced the segment uh, where we invaded DX at the Norfolk Scope. So... Yeah, but if any of you guys are pissed off that we didn't get into the building, you can blame Bruce. Because I, I was the one that told him we should have gone down the tunnel first. But no. Anyways, that wasn't even a joke, but still. So, like, all day, people have been looking forward to this roast. And they keep coming up to me and telling me, God, we can't wait to see you tear into Bruce Pritchard. And I'm just... Oh, shit. Let me make sure I read this right. Truth is... I don't think I can handle tearing another asshole. Thank you. I love you, Bruce. Thank you. Sean Waltman, everybody. Give up for the great Sean hey, Waltman. Thank you for uh, putting up with that. I'm sure glad it's over. Just so you know, we got 54 more acts, so keep it going, all right? I hope you drank fucking coffee. All right, this is going great. I got another wonderful act. You know what to do. Uh, your next performer you might know as the orchestrator of WCW when they beat WWF in the Monday Night Wars for 83 straight weeks. A fact he hasn't shut up about for what feels like 83 years. Please welcome the fella who talked Stacy Keebler out of Playboy, or as I like to call him, the dumbest son of a bitch in the room. Eric Bischoff, everybody! Eric Bischoff! I'm bad, and I'm better than ever. Got a net for making things better. Face, face, cause your opinion don't matter. This a maniac. And welcome to the Chew World Order. Shirts available at Eric at ericbischoff.com. Get one while you can. Now, this is crazy because I got here. I knew I was going to be part of this, and I heard there was going to be some great comedians writing some great material, and I got here, and I said, anybody got my material? And they all looked around and went, uh-uh. So I'm up here trying to be funny all by myself, and I am the least... M- funny motherfucker you've ever met in your life. That is a fact. We'll see about that, Jeff. You said you were the least funny, but I swear to God, I have no sense of humor whatsoever. I just don't see fun in anything. I really don't. Nothing makes me smile. Nothing makes me laugh. Well, that one joke, Pat did kind of crack me up. <laughs> but you notice I moved over to Pat real quick. No, this is, it's, a, it's an honor to be up here, to, to honor Bruce. 
in this fashion to be up here with a great panel of people, many of whom I've known for so long. I, I met Medusa when I broke into the AWA in 1987. My very first road trip with Vern Gagne in 1987. You probably don't remember this, but it was a meaningful moment in my life. We went to Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, road trip. We were all in a van. We got to Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. The show was the next night. We got in late. We were all just saving money. We didn't have a big budget. Vern was cheap as fuck. So we had to split a room, and I'm thinking, uh-huh, uh-huh. I think I'm going to get me some, uh-huh. Because Medusa had to share a room with me. So I got my game on in my mind. I got it all on in my mind. I had my plan. I knew what I was going to do. Had my moves all down. We got to the room. We got into the bed we had to share. I looked over at Medusa. I went, fuck, her arms are twice the size of mine. If I do this and it's no good, I'm a dead man. So Medusa, I didn't make that move, and I hope you forgive me for it. I know you probably, ever since then, you've probably been laying around in bed at night going, damn, why didn't he make that move? I'm sorry. But I just want to say, Bruce... You know, I went to the WWE. You all know the history. I don't need to talk about the history too much. You've all heard it on 83 weeks <laughs> all the time. So I won't go into the details of it. But when I went to the WWE, you know, there was, there was a little bit of heat there. You know, I almost put them out of business. Stephanie hated my guts because I probably almost drove her dad into bankruptcy I mean, there was nobody that liked me, right? Half the talent that was there from WCW wanted to see me burn in hell. What the hell? You don't have to agree with that. So I walked through the doors thinking this is going to be a great opportunity. I can make friends with people that used to be my enemies. I can end my career on a high note. Everything's going to be great. And who did I make friends with? Literally, Five minutes after walking through the door, because Bruce was, he was my producer. All of the segments that I did, he produced, because these, Pat, Jerry, nobody else wanted to go near me. I said, fuck it, you produce them. I don't want anything to do with that prick. But Bruce stood up, and we became really good friends. And believe it or not, I had more heat on me because I was friends with him <laughs> than I did because I almost put him out of business. I thought Stephanie hated me. No, she only really hated me because Bruce and I became friends. But Bruce, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have survived the two or three or 25 years that it felt like in WWE, and I'm grateful for it. Thank you very much. Let's give a big hand to Bruce Pritchard. And by the way, before I go, I just want to say, I'll, I'll, not, I'm not trying to be funny, clearly, <laughs> but... I am grateful for the time that I spent in WWE because Bruce has become one of my best friends. Jeff and I, Sean, we be, we've gone through a lot together. Medusa, Jerry, Ashley. I'm only friends with him because he can still kick my ass. <laughs> and I'm afraid not to be. Pat, nobody I have more respect for. Brutus, you've been down the road with Hulk and myself and everybody else for a long time. So I am very grateful to everybody on this panel and to all of you. So thank you very much. Come on, keep it going for Eric Bischoff. Come on, Eric Bischoff. All the comics were talking. After that, we're really looking forward to him running a company again. Um, 
This is a great show. We're going to keep it going. Are you excited or what, baby? Coming to the stage, you know him from the Howard Stern Show. He's one of my oldest friends, but he's acting very weird tonight. I don't know what's going to happen. Please, Chicago, welcome the great Shuli Agar. Shuli Agar. How we doing, everybody? Before we say anything, I'd just like to say that we all need to put our hands together, give a round of applause for Mr. Cody Rhodes, the Bullet Club, all the guys put this together. And most importantly, the mortgage king himself, one Mr. Conrad motherfucking Thompson. That's right. Listen to that pop. Listen to that pop. The only pop louder than that is the one his fucking foot made when he lunged for a Twinkie falling off a shelf, you fat fuck. What's wrong with you? Conrad thinks of a new shirt to sell every fucking day. Most of you are suckered into buying them and wearing them right now. Here's a shirt idea for you, Conrad. Ready? You don't have to sell everything. Signed, the Jews. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Conrad's now on Patreon. That's right. You can pay to take a look at Conrad. And here's my theory on it. If I wanted to go online and watch someone overweight and pay money for it, I'd give Sonny the 20 bucks to watch her finger fuck herself. <laughs> And tell me how big Ahmed Johnson's cock is. Boom! That's a heel turn, motherfuckers. Right there. Ron Funches is here, ladies and gentlemen. Brilliant, brilliant man. Or as Hulk Hogan would say, one of the good ones. Over there, the bearded gentleman, that's Mike Lawrence. That's not the, yeah. That's not the bludgeon brother's son who still lives in the basement. <laughs> Taylor Williamson is here. Yeah. Yeah, Taylor, nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows who the fuck I am. You know, that's just the world we live in. America's got talent, fine. If you had so much talent, you wouldn't be here, asshole. I'll tell you that right now. If I can get serious and mark out for a second, you know, I, I grew up watching wrestling, a huge fan my whole life. Being able to hang backstage with these legends was amazing. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, I got to, to shake the man's hand and talk shop with him. Uh, next thing you know, he's, he's asking me if I'd bump for a bump, and I'm like, not with my back, and I turn around and it's on a key. So apparently I misunderstood. I don't want to see the punch coming. I just want to go out. You know what I mean? So I'm not turning to the side. Sean Wallman's here. Sean had some troubles in the past. You know, Sean got busted uh, by TSA smuggling meth through an airport. You know how fucking dumb you have to be to have TSA catch you do anything at a fucking airport? 
I flew here today with three pounds of weed up Blue Meanie's ass, okay? <laughs> Shout out to Blue Meanie, I love you. Kevin Nash was supposed to be here. I heard he pulled his quad jumping to a conclusion earlier. I wanted to compliment the guy. I wanted to say, you know, all the bad press, the bad publicity the guy's got throughout the year. He's a family man. The guy's devoted. He's been tempted. He's never swayed. Unless somebody offers him a better wife with less dates. So then he would... <laughs> Two of my favorite legends of all time, Jerry Briscoe, Pat Patterson, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Two guys that can stretch you out in two completely different ways. You <laughs> Jerry's the man. I got to talk to Mr. Briscoe backstage. Uh, he shook my hand. A little bit of shit came out of my ass. But I, I learned something. I didn't know this. Vince bought Jerry for 25 cents many years ago. Did you guys know that? Jeff Jarrett, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff Jarrett, double J. Jeff, you are an inspiration to moderately talented children with overachieving fathers everywhere. Again, I don't want to see it coming, just lights out, all right? But just know, I wake up with smelling salts. I'm a real Jew from Israel. You guys are waking up with fucking lawsuit papers the next day, okay? I'll tell you that right now. Now the man of the hour, Bruce Pritchard, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to say outright that the man is dumb. But in an old archive episode of Something to Wrestle With, Conrad asked him about a Caribbean strap match. And he asked him, he said, Bruce, do you know where the Caribbean strap match originated? And Bruce's 100% true answer, Caribbea. <laughs> you know how dumb you have to be? You know how dumb you have to be for me to be up here with a mask and glasses on and you still look like a fucking idiot? You know how dumb you have to be? Bruce once told, this is how dumb he is, Bruce once told me he banged a black chick on her period. Just because I asked him if he ever got color the hard way. Anyways. <laughs> this is a heel turn, motherfuckers. You expected some friendly little Jew up here, dance around, step on a glass, go fuck yourself. Let's talk about your impressions, too. These fucking impressions this asshole does. Every goddamn week. I got a request for an impression. Do an impression of a guy who has his third heart attack and shuts the fuck up forever. <laughs> Can I get the suck it thing if I... Thank you. I just wanted to do that once. <laughs> I gotta say... You know, I had, a, I had a really good moment with Bruce last year. Uh, they came out to New York to do uh, three sold-out shows at Gramercy Theater. And uh, we were out. It was just me and him. We stopped in a place to get a slice of pizza. You remember that fucking disgusting pizza we had? 
We got to sit there, and uh, I got to have one-on-one with him, and he sh- I asked him point blank. I said, what's your favorite memory? In all the years you've been doing this, what's your favorite memory? And Bruce thought for about half a second, and he said, my favorite memory is the time that I took down Jerry Briscoe. Jerry, and I quote, Does that mean Jerry, I'm the only guy that went down on him? <laughs> I'm done for the night. That's a heel turn right there, motherfuckers. Yeah, he said, Jerry, when he took you down, and I quote, with ease was his exact words. He said, you went down faster than Medusa around a Marine. That was his exact words, yeah. I'll be honest with you, I just wanna see you beat the shit out of him or at least fight, winner gets blown by Pat. I don't know, I'm up for anything. You guys been great, shalom everybody. Love you Bruce, love you all, good night. Give up for Shuli Agar everybody. All right, keep it going, man. Your next performer is a trailblazing lady in the world of sports entertainment. After years of winning ladies' championship in AWA, WWF, and All Japan, she moved on to driving monster trucks, which gave us all something to jerk off to that wasn't Gravedigger. When she was a wrestler in the early 80s, she gave us all something to masturbate to that wasn't moolah. Thank you. She's the only person here who's been finger-poked to death worse than Kevin Nash. Please welcome Medusa! Please don't kill me. Holy shit. Well, thank you, this is an honor. When they, oh, really? Okay. Wow, this is great to be up on this panel here with all these swinging dicks and balls. I'm telling you, when... When Conrad asked me to roast Bruce Pritchard, I thought, oh my gosh, now this is my chance just to come clean with everything. Remember, I love you. Oh, and by the way, Bischoff, everything on your body's small. All right. But I love you. I love you. If it wasn't for you. I know there was nothing there. You know. <laughs> like Pat said. All right. So. Wow. Excuse me. Hey. So um, this is really an honor. And I'm really excited here to be roasting you, Mr. Pritchard. And roasting, I mean, hell, I don't even eat meat. But I know somebody that would eat your meat. It is with distinct honor to be here this evening with all of my colleagues and fans roasting a dear friend, the semi-talented, ass-kissing, gender-bullshit-defending, word-Smithsonian, Mr. Bruce Pritchard. In which I found really attractive in a weird daddy-priest-brotherly way. But sorry, Bruce, I only dreamt of having sex with your brother. So that one time you came on to me, I was thinking of your brother. 
I apologize. Your brother was so hot and you were just a fat fuck back then. I remembered you around the late 80s and 90s for brotherly love, that daddy priest thing. My first thought was, oh dear Lord, how in the hell did he get that gimmick? I was really jealous of you because your makeup was on point and much better than mine. Hell, I couldn't even afford better makeup because probably Bischoff was paying me. <laughs> I was still kicking ass in the independent scene and working for Bischoff. You had this really cute pig's ass face with the pink tones with your makeup. I mean, it was just on point. And um, it really would have made the Kardashians jealous. Then, then I was like, no, you know, no wonder. No wonder. Just taking a look at Bruce Pritchard, no wonder why I wanted to fuck his brother. Just saying. After long discussions with some of your coworkers, they felt that you were getting this huge push for some reason, and they couldn't understand why. And no one on the roster just really couldn't get it. However, it explained why your bosses were, you know, why your boss, you, were your boss's right hand and his left hand. And I'll just leave it right there. After, well... Yeah, okay. So we cannot take away your accolades and hard work as a performer. You are an amazing talent. Hell, you were the reason why I would watch. You were so good, however, you would probably have most altar boys wanting to lock their doors. It totally validates why the Catholic community locks their doors when you're coming into town. Speaking of coming, Jessica Hahn says hello. And for me to tell you, she still has that restraining order. You fucking perv. So with much respect, I am not here to kiss your ass, even though when I just came over, well, when I walked by you in the past, you smelt like, well, Triple H's ass shit. It doesn't matter how many times you male Triple H asking, hey man, when am I going into the Hall of Fame? Or how many times you kiss his ass on your podcast? China will be inducted first. I don't know about you, but I like porn over pedophiles. This is all in good fun. I think you're an amazing person and talent and a wonderful friend to me. Thank you. Congrats. Love you, buddy. So please, you can start kissing my Hall of Fame ring ass because that's the closest you'll get to be in the Hall of Fame. Come on. Hold on. Yeah, oh. And you truly live up to your own shirt. This is great. Come on, give it up for Medusa, who's still over with me, goddammit. She's, you're still over, baby. Give it up. Come on. She's still over. Oh, you're saving your energy for tomorrow? You lazy bastards. You didn't bring lozenges to get ready? All right. All right, this is great. We're halfway through. Are we cool or what? I'm not fucking convinced, baby. We got more great comics, more great wrestling legends. Let's go. Let me hear some energy. 
Well, you may know our next performer as being the son of a promoter who constantly said, well, you know, he's a multi-time world champion and a multi-time gay cowboy. Please welcome the crown prince of chicken salad and the only horseman Paul Roma was better than, Jeff Jarrett, everybody! I am, uh, I am really uncomfortable because I am, uh, Eric, I'm going to, I am definitely not a comedian. I, I mean, this is the last place I should be, but I'm coming up here for my good friend Bruce Pritchard. Uh, yeah, I'm not a comedian. I feel like Bruce and Barbara Beefcake in a dressing room full of talented wrestlers. Completely out of place. But no, no, no kidding, no kidding. Uh, it is. It, what an all-in weekend. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all-in. I am, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm very excited to be a part of it, but there's a lot of nostalgia going around, uh, a lot of memorabilia, a lot of feel-good moments. Uh, Medusa was great on stage. She's still rocking the uh, Double J mullet from the 90s. <laughs> Jeez. Here's what I really don't get. Suck it. What I don't get is... is you know, me and Eric are the only ones up here. The, the, these freaking comedians come up here with their iPhones and they're skimming through and, and everybody's got their notes. Why can't you just do it from the cuff? This isn't funny. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny here, but what the hell? And us as wrestlers, we get pissed off if they call us fake. We lie about our age. We lie about our weight. We lie about it from a hometown. And we get mad if they call us fake. So, um, But Bruce, I, I, all kidding aside, um, from day one until now, our relationship has been very tight. It's been very constant. It's, it's gone from the Double J era to all the way up to your podcast. And there's one common theme. Well, there is a lo- there's been some rocky roads, but that, that's, that's life. But there's been one common theme. You, you made me spell my name and, and, and all those kind of things. But one thing or another, I've always gotten you over. All the way to the podcast, chicken shit, the song, spelling the name, do something for you. No, you didn't get me over. Anyway, folks, I appreciate everybody in here, but I'm going to pull a, a little card out of the deck that I've done a lot of times. You know, breaking in in Memphis, uh, I used to watch a guy uh, who was in the dressing room, and he was a great promo guy. He was a great in-ring guy. He was a great booker. He, there's nothing that he couldn't do, but literally, and I'm not kidding here, the, the best part of being around this guy would be in the dressing room when he would start to, uh, uh, story time and jokes and all that kind of stuff. We saw him for years and years on Monday Night Raw, and I just wish the comedians would come up here because this guy would burn their ass to the ground. My friend, Jerry the King Lawler, come on up here. saved me once again. He's done it my entire career, and now he's coming on stage to save my non-comedic ass. Here's one thing in, in, in closing. Yeah, when I got sober, I'm definitely not funny. Thanks for coming out. <laughs>
Thank you very much. Now, how do you follow an introduction like that? I'm supposed to be funnier than all the comedians and everybody that's been up here, right? Thank you. It's not hard to do it. No, <laughs> you're right. That's, there's your best line of the night. It's not hard to be funnier than all of these comedians that have been up here tonight. Um, thank you all for being here. Thanks for asking me at the last minute to be here because I, w I was actually not supposed to be here. Uh, I was supposed to be doing, uh, uh, I don't know if it was a panel or whatever, with Terry Funk talking about the empty arena match. And unfortunately, Terry is uh, under the weather, so we had to cancel that. So uh, I was upstairs watching the Cleveland Indians game, and they called me and said, would you come down and be on, the, on this panel? And I said, look, first of all, I'm not going to go down and sit on a panel with all of these guys and let them roast me about younger women. <laughs> not going to do it, right? I'm not embarrassed to be with younger women, except when I have to drop them off at of school. That's That's, wait a minute. Okay. Okay. And occasionally when I take one of them out to dinner and she orders paschetti. That's embarrassing. But enough about that. I, just, I, didn't, I don't have any material of, of anything, you know, I mean, we're not, I didn't come up here like all of you guys said. I'm, uh, you know, unscheduled, so I'm not ready. I don't have material. Thanks for the word. Um, so I'm just going to tell one quick story uh, that I remember about Bruce. Um, and, the, and it's really not funny or anything, but it was just like, uh, you know, when I first came to WWE, Bruce was there, and then I was gone for a while, and then a little bit later, then you were gone, and and as, as Jeff knows, you know, we talked about down in Tennessee, I used to, you know, we used to run territory and book the towns. He and uh, my, or me and his father, Jerry Jarrett, were partners. And I think Bruce had made a, you know, few comments when I think Jerry came up to the WWE for a while. And Bruce made a few comments about, you know, that our territory didn't pay all that well and all of that stuff, right? So, I mean, we were sort of known for that. We didn't, you know, didn't have a big territory all the time. But then after this, a lot of people may not realize this. Um, once Bruce left the WWE, went home to Texas, kind of just hung out for a couple of years, didn't do much. And this even happened before you started the Mama Juana thing with JBL, I think. Bruce ran a, ran a couple towns, right? And... Um, so it was kind of neat for the fact that uh, he got to see what it was like to, you know, be on the line, promote a town, and promote it, and then, you know, advertise it and all this stuff, bring in the talent. And so he brought me in uh, as one of, the, one of his shows that he ran as, as on the main event, and uh, it didn't draw very well. Matter of fact, it was kind of, kind of embarrassing, and, uh, but we still went out and did the show, and I think Bruce was so embarrassed that he, um, he left early. But he was, he was there. And, and he and his wife were there. But he left early, and he left his wife in charge and told her, you know, to, I guess, to pay the guys or whatever. So, it, you know, the show was over. Everybody's waiting around. And she had the little office. Bruce's wife called the first match in and, um, to pay, I guess. And... We were out there, and all of a sudden, we, we listened, and it was obvious that they were having sex, right? I mean, like mad, passionate sex, right? 
Look at what the heck is going on, right? So then, the, you know, the door opened, the opening match leaves. Then the guys who are on the second match go in. Same thing. You can hear the moaning and the groaning and, oh, my gosh. Obviously, sex was going on, right? Third match goes in, same thing. Semifinal match, oh, my gosh, it was even more so than the, than the first. So now, by this time, me and the other guy in the main event are going like, oh, baby, this is going to be nice, right? So sure enough, the, the, uh, the guys that were in the semifinal come out, they're sweating like crazy. They leave. She calls me and the other guy in. I'm already, I start taking my pants. She says, here's $100. She gives the other guy $100. I said, wait a minute, what's the deal? She said, well, Bruce left me in charge. And he said, pay the main event $100 and fuck the rest. I don't know. I don't have anything else, guys. Thank you all for having me here. Bruce, thank you. Give up the king. Thank you all. Thank you, King. Thank you. Keep it going for the king, Jerry Lawler, everybody. Come on. One more time for Jerry Lawler. This is great. Kind of glad he's in and out because we're all nervous because he has like a history of like violence towards comedians, right? He pile drove Andy Kaufman. He smacked Jim Carrey. What you don't know is he moonsaulted Amy Schumer. Shit's real here, all right? All right, we're moving up. We're going to comedian next. Are you excited? This guy's a great writer, man. He's written for many television shows. He's had a half hour in Comedy Central. He's a walking free bird. He has like all, he represents like all three of them. He's got the hair of Michael P.S. Hayes, the torso of Bam Bam Terry Gordy, and the wild lifestyle of Buddy Roberts. Come on, keep it going for the great Dan St. Tremaine, baby! Dan St. Tremaine. Oh, what a great night! Oh, I'm so excited. I, I had to follow Jerry Sandusky Lawler. It's gonna be a tough, it's gonna be a tough act to follow, you know? Jesus, this fucking crowd, if only there were a warrior award for type 2 diabetes. I mean, this, this place is filled with more juggalettes than a women's shelter. God damn, if this panel was any wider, Brutus the Barber would snort it off Medusa's tits. This dais has said more N-words than Hulk Hogan trapped inside of Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Medusa, I, I loved it when uh, Charlize Theron played you in Monster. Uh, and, uh, hey, Brutus, pay attention, okay? Uh, uh, where's the fu that fucking pussy Conrad Thompson? He booked me to do this shit, and he's not even... Conrad, thanks, thanks for asking me to be here. Conrad works for First Family Mortgages, although everyone on this dais is on their fourth. Uh... Conrad Thompson, you're getting married to a flare. Jesus Christ, how much did Rick borrow from you? <laughs> hey, honey, daddy borrowed 50 grand. I need you to marry a guy who looks like what would happen if the mom from What's Eating Gilbert Grape fucked Viscera's tits. 
Come on, Conrad, chins up. Conrad got his start selling mortgages in Alabama. In the back, there's a pool, and there's plenty of space on the porch to set up a burning cross. Conrad's spirit animal is the fire hose they used on Malcolm X. Fuck it. Follow this shit, motherfuckers. X-Pac, you look like what would happen if Ratatouille fucked Amy Winehouse. You wore blackface, which is the closest Vince McMahon has come to pushing a black wrestler. X-Pac is the only guy here who's absolutely ruptured without the help of Pat Patterson. A lot of people think X-Pac heat is when you get booed, but it's actually just what you sweat from holding Kevin Nash's luggage. <laughs> Tragic Mike, Kevin Nash didn't show up, who uh, says he's not a Republican, but he threw Ray Mysterio into a wall. That's the only way Trump can come. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Bischoff, that was such a bomb. I thought we were at an Ariana Grande concert. Eric Bischoff is here. Eric, as a booker, you buried more wrestlers than Oxycontin. You do 83 weeks with Conrad because that's how many he has left. Eric Bischoff has taken more from the Japanese than the atomic bomb. Oh, the amazing people Bischoff got to work with after wrestling. Scott Bayo, Dennis Rodman, Billy Ray Cyrus, and various other D and hepatitis C list celebrities. <laughs> Jerry Lawler, puppies aren't titties. They're what you use to get your last three wives into your van. Jerry, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett went to rehab in 2015. Why so long? Did you finally sit down and watch one of your matches? <laughs> I can't wait to be alone in the detox tonight. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett going back to TNA was about as hopeful as Chris Brown and renewing his rap vows with Rihanna. You held Vince McMahon up for money, which honestly, I don't know how that gives you a bad rap. Oh, I'm sorry, Vince. You couldn't put in a new jacuzzi in the shape of Trish Stratus's pussy? Why not instead of the XFL, you give these motherfuckers health insurance? How about that? All right? Instead of fucking another vanity project, these guys are fucking trying to get out there. No, it would be better than the NFL. Not when Trump is impeached, you piece of shit. DDP also pussied out and didn't show. DDP is a motivational speaker. How's that work? Hey, kids, if you can pull off a shitty RKO and dress like a night manager at a Margaritaville, you too can keep Jake Roberts sober for an hour and a half. <laughs> he, uh... 
He also appeared in Shark Tank, which is what Medusa calls her pussy. <laughs> Jerry Briscoe is supposed to be a badass, but he, but he looks like what would happen if Ricky Steamboat melted. I'll, uh, I'll let Frodo know you want your ring back. <laughs> now on to the man of the hour, Bruce Pritchard, everybody. Bruce Pritchard was so lazy at his job that Vince McMahon mistook him for Jim Ross's eye. <laughs> You're the Jeff Bezos of selling triple X shirts to divorced truck drivers. And your face is redder than Missy Hyatt's clit after an ECW Christmas party. <laughs> Tom, uh, Tom Pritchard couldn't be here because he was too busy doing, well, anything else. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, you made Vince Russo look like the fucking Coen brothers. <laughs> Bruce, what did you actually come up with? You couldn't get a storyline on TV? Heck, you couldn't get a gun out of Nashville. And then you sadly attended WrestleMania 25 as a fan. Hey, who's the guy crying into an HBK shirt? Oh, wait, that's just Marty Jannetty. Bruce Pritchard spent all those years sucking Vince's dick. He didn't know what to do when he worked with Stephanie. It's not that she didn't have one. It's that she was using hers to fuck Triple H. But, uh, you know, but, you know, in all seriousness, I didn't make fun of comics tonight because no one knows who the fuck we are besides Pat Patterson, who took one of his dates to the Trolls movie. Uh, I've, uh, I've, been, uh, I've been obsessed with wrestling my whole life. You guys have given me so much. I mean, I'm serious about this. I love every one of you. I hope you don't kick my ass, but you guys have got me through my childhood. Bad times. I respect you more than I've respected any comedian growing up. And I swear to God, Bruce and Conrad, you've got the best podcast in the world. Keep doing what you're doing. This was an honor for me. It was an honor for me. So thank you very much. Okay? Well, well, well. Dan St. Germain, baby. Give it up for the king of sad style, Dan St. Germain. Come on. Yo, and check out his podcast, Total F and Marks. It's really fucking good, all right? His uh, co-host sucks, but it's all right. All right, we got a few more. This is a great, man, how great is this? The best. We're going to keep it going, man. We got another wonderful wrestling legend here. Our next performer is the author of the book, Strutting and Cutting, which is exactly what you do after reading it. You'll strut to your razor and try and cut your wrist. Please give it up for Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake! Wow. Hey, you know, they really had to trick me to get me here to do this. <laughs> what a... What a waste of time. Unbelievable. So uh, absolutely, I'm, I'm as prepared as everyone else. But, you know, Sean, I got you beat, brother, because 
Eric fired me not only by FedEx, but by fax. Yeah, we're in Hulk Hogan's Mercedes. The fax came right out of the glove box. Boom! Hit Macho Man in the head. Bounced off. But, hey, I got to give you credit, though, uh, Eric, because they gave me a raise after that. So, <laughs> hey, it was, a great, it was a great day. <laughs> and, you know, the Brutus the Barber thing, I... I give Pat Patterson credit for that. I, I don't even know if Pat, if you really came up with that, but the, the whole barber thing, he doesn't remember. That was another lifetime. But I always give Pat Patterson, they said, hey, Brutus, who came up with this idea, the barber, man, that, that, that was the greatest thing. And I say, uh, it was Pat Patterson. And he, he had a companion that was, his name was Louie, cut hair. I said, I think. It was a big rib on me. So, we're going to change Beefcake's gimmick, and then we're going to call him the barber, <laughs> and then, then what's he going to do? You know, in the wrestling business, you have a haircut match once, <laughs> once a year, and that's it. So where were you going to go with it? Well, I don't know what happened, but somehow we wound up being able to turn it into a, a game changer, man, the, the Beefcake. The barber thing caught on, and people, and people went crazy with it. And today, you know, thanks you all, and uh, because it's uh, it's been a great ride. Now, Bruce, this whole brother love thing never did figure that out. <laughs> how that came about, and why? But I guess they really got bored down in the production room one day that somebody drew straws and you got the one. And, and you know, so they, they said, all right, we're going to put them on TV. And I've been thinking and trying and straining in my brain to remember a story, but I can't. And Jeff, man, you know, you're the best. And uh, if there's a new territory coming up that your dad can buy... You'll be a new champion. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's been a great ride. And I want to thank everybody. And uh, thank Bruce, too. Because Brutus the fucking barber beefcake just keeps getting reborn. <laughs> and, you know, maybe I can't wrestle, but can't talk either. But well, we're here tonight for the man, and uh, hope we didn't let you all down. Oh, come on, give it up for the barber. Come on, Bruce the barber, yes. All right, we got a few more. I'm going to keep it going. Are you ready? Come on, give it up for the winner of Rose Battle, season one on Comedy Central. The only man here furrier than Prince Albert. Give it up for the great Mike Lawrence. Come on, everybody, Mike Lawrence. Come on! Oh, God, this is so fucking awesome. Give it up for yourselves, yeah! Oh, man, Conrad Thompson put this whole thing together. Runs three podcasts and a mortgage business. Dude, don't stretch yourself too fat. Uh, you're the only person fast food employees fear more than Jim Cornette. Uh... 
I actually thought Table for Three was a show where Conrad eats by himself. Uh, Conrad is engaged to Megan Flair. Uh, Charlotte got all of Rick's charisma, ring psychology, and athleticism. And Megan got his poor marriage decisions. <laughs> Conrad is the Forrest Gump of wrestling, a lumbering simpleton from Alabama that somehow stumbled his way into meeting all sorts of great people. Plus, he can rattle off the names of every shrimp dish. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is here. Uh, let's do this, Broke Bank Mountain. Uh, <laughs> the only memorable angle you've ever been in is Karen. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's damn true. <laughs> this roast is a, a lot like Jeff. We're all just wondering when it will finally be over. Uh, <laughs> if I was running a promotion, I'd book Jeff the same way I'd tell Conrad how to fuck. You should never be on top. Uh, <laughs> it was once said about Jeff Jarrett that he broke 6,000 guitars and never drew a dime, and that is not true. I think it was closer to 7,000 guitars. Jeff Jarrett got emotional during his Hall of Fame speech earlier this year because he had forgotten what it was like to be in an arena full of paying customers. <laughs> You're a wrestling terrorist just spreading awful garbage everywhere. You're like Osama Bin Laden, except he was able to make two successful impacts and you can't even make one. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Oh, man. <laughs> Eric Bischoff firing by fax and FedEx in the 90s and proving tonight his delivery is still shitty. Uh, <laughs> the only thing harder than getting through Eric Bischoff's podcast is Virgil's dick on a box of blue chew. I'm, I'm sorry, Vincent's dick. Uh, <laughs> dude, you don't need Bluetooth to be a stiff prick. Uh, <laughs> Eric Bischoff brags about creating the NWO, and we all know he stole the idea from Japan. What did it stand for again? Now without Orientals? <laughs> Eric Bischoff believes that controversy creates cash. Remember when WCW went out of business because they lost millions of controversy? WCW was a lot like Eric Bischoff's hair. It took him years to finally accept that it's died tragically. Uh, uh, Katie Vick is, I mean, Medusa is here tonight. You look like someone threw you in the trash 20 years ago. No, I love Medusa. She's a real butter promos. Uh, <laughs> Her work in the ring inspired many future women wrestlers, and her face inspired the name WCW's Hog Wild. <laughs> I'm not saying she's unattractive. I'm just saying that when she wrestled, Jerry Lawler actually focused on the match. 
She wrestled in the WWF as Alundra Blaze, which sounds like the venereal disease Sean Waltman gave her. <laughs> you call me a turnbuckle because I'm about to tear you a new asshole. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's been a crazy life when wearing blackface was the most sensible decision you've ever made. You really missed the mazark on that one. Uh, How many times have you seen your kid? One, two, three? Uh, <laughs> this man can still go. WWE should put him on 205. Why are you still alive? <laughs> oh, man, let's make like the Brooklyn Brawler and give it up for Pat Patterson. Uh, <laughs> the only thing more broken than your sphincter is your English. <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't win the Intercontinental Championship by being able to pronounce the words Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> Dude, your dick has been shoved down so many people's throats they should rename it Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh. Don't tell my wife this is the happiest moment of my life. Uh, <laughs> Gerald Briscoe is here. If, if you're here, who's still standing still outside of the cigar store right now? <laughs> it's funny that Gerald's Native American and yet Pat's the one with wounded knees. <laughs> uh, uh. I remember when I first saw you on Raw, you were so old, dry, and tough, I thought I was staring at Mae Young's pussy. I think Jerry Lawler's slobbering somewhere because I just said young pussy. <laughs> Didn't Jerry Lawler look like an Oompa Loompa that just went through a divorce tonight? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jerry Lawler is proof that you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself replaced by Byron Saxton. <laughs> uh. He's a talented artist. He's really great at drawing, but only in Memphis. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why he uh, left early. It's not a school night. Uh... <laughs> You know, Jerry actually told Vince to go PG because he thought TV 14 was too old. Uh, <laughs> let's give it up for Brutus, never been to the Barber Beefcake. Uh, his greatest loss when, was when he was defeated by Ricky the Dragon Speedboat. Doctors said he'd never be able to wrestle again, while fans said he was never able to then either. <laughs> it's funny that Brutus is like six foot six, and making fun of him still feels like punching down. Uh, <laughs> dude, you played over 15 characters Brutus, Beefcake, the Zodiac, the Disciple, the Butcher. The only thing you haven't been is good at any of it. Dude, he is Hulk Hogan's best friend, his tr one true friend, because when Hogan fucked his wife, he had the decency not to film it and sell it to Gawker. Uh. <laughs> uh. 
Let's give it up for Bruce Pritchard, everybody. Uh, yeah. When I got asked to do this, I promised I'd work really hard and not phone it in, unlike your show on the network. Uh, dude, getting roasted was a terrible idea, so I'm guessing you won't take credit for it later. <laughs> he is my second favorite brother love in wrestling, besides that video of Paige and Xavier Woods. <laughs> Uh, Bruce is from Houston, which is fitting since they'll both be washed up again in a year. Uh, <laughs> he was uncomfortable to watch on camera because he was never as good at delivering his lines as he was at snorting them. <laughs> Bruce was head of talent relations because even though he's not talented, he's related to someone who is. And he's always defending McMahon on the podcast. Dude, you don't have to play devil's advocate once the devil fires your ass. <laughs> How does it feel to know that Vince would rather bring back the XFL than you? <laughs> Stephanie was actually the one that fired him, and there was uh, not a lot of pomp and circumstance because that song still triggers her. Speaking of triggers, he brought a gun to work that day. He didn't fire it, but I wish he did. It would be the only time he makes an entertaining shoot video. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Good night. I love you, Bruce. Yo, give up for my boy, Mike Lawrence. Come on, Mike Lawrence, everybody. Let's go. Two more acts, then Bruce, then we go out and make bad decisions. Meet and greet will be here after. Is this the greatest night ever or what? Come on. This is the real Chi-Town Rumble, baby, all right? Coming to the stage, this next guy's got a wonderful podcast called Getting Better, and he's the only person on the day that Brooke Hogan isn't allowed to date. Please give it up for Ron Funches, everybody. Ron Funches. This is fun. Uh, I'm not as mean as the other comedians because I'm actually happy with my life and successful. <laughs> but I'm gonna do my best uh, and just be honest and tell you how I feel, which is very excited and happy to be here uh, with some of my heroes that I, I grew up watching. Uh, and some people who, who I've met this weekend, and, and you know, and I know I don't know all of your names, but I'm sure I'll learn them, you know, six months from now when we're all back together for Conrad's funeral. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's doing well. I don't know if you've seen him this weekend, but he's sweating more than Jerry Lawler at a Miss Teen USA pageant. <laughs> but it's so much fun. I mean, I just grew up, I learned so much from you guys. I, I, I learned about talking in promos from people like Bruce. I learned about hitting people over the head with guitars from, Je from Jeff. Um, I, I even, like, 
masturbated to one of the people on this dais because of their beautiful hair and, and their big breasts. And of course, I'm talking about Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I think it's very rude that all the jokes about Medusa have been like sex jokes, you know, she's, as, a, as a wrestler, I don't think she was ever about that, you know, she was a trailblazer, she was a women's champion, she did so many great things. So many great moments, she threw the, the belt in the, in the trash, you know, even now, she started her own energy bar company, you know, which goes to show that, you know, she's willing to do any bad idea to the extreme. <laughs> also, I don't want to make fun of Pat Patterson for being gay. That doesn't seem fun to me. You know, it, it must have been hard to be in such a masculine-dominated industry with guys wearing short tights and oiled up all the time. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I will make fun of you because you look like the ghost of Christmas past. It's also great to see some of you guys up here like trying to do comedy, you know, and it's good to show that you guys are just good at pretending to be entertaining. <laughs> oh, I love Conrad. I love Conrad. He's a great salesman, you know? Oh, he is. You have to be a great salesman in this industry. A lot of people are. Um, I don't understand how you even do this job. I mean, he's making money. Uh, just by rehashing great ideas that people had in the past. Oh, I'm sorry, I said Conrad, I meant Eric Bischoff. Uh, <laughs> no, Eric had his own great ideas. Eric's had many, many, many great ideas, like the NWO, the cruiserweight division, and, and two ideas are a good amount of ideas. <laughs> Ideas are tough. <laughs> oh, this is a crazy-ass dais. We got boner pill salesmen, porn stars, a guy who tried to sell you cash for gold. <laughs> I'm not even sure if this is a roast or my email spam folder. But I want to talk about Bruce. I love Bruce. You're a great guy. You got a fun voice. You're Southern. You don't dress well. You're like Larry the Cable Guy if he was funny. Bruce came up with some of the greatest ideas of my childhood. Uh, I mean, he sat next to the guy who came up with some of the greatest ideas of my childhood and probably got him coffee. Uh, <laughs> and that's important. <laughs> Sometimes that's how you gotta survive is by being a good ass kisser. 
And Bruce's is one of the best ass kissers there is in the world. He's good at kissing Vince's ass. He's really good at kissing Triple H's ass. He has his lips so far up Triple H's ass, he could probably tell you the flavor of China's last strap on. Ron Funches, everybody! Give it over, Ron Funches. TV 14. All right. Guys, all right, we're almost in. How great! This is the best show ever, man. It's great. Real quick, before we bring up your special uh, last um, members of the day, as before Bruce, um, real quick, I want to give a shout out to people who've helped with this. Uh, watching at home, TJ Fogarty, mad love to this dude, uh, Nick Angelo. Uh, in the audience, Omar, give it up for him and Scott Chaplin. They helped out with a lot. These guys worked hard today, man. Give it up. I had individual intros for these two. We decided to put them together, so I'm not going to waste time. These are two of the greats of all fucking time. The first Intercontinental Champion, a legendary tag team champion several times. I'm very scared of these guys. They can whoop my ass if their nurses say it's okay. Uh, please, come on, give it up for the Stooges, the greatest in the world, Mr. Pat Patterson and Jerry Briscoe. Come on, everybody. The Jewish guy wrote my lines there. Pat. Oh, my God. I got to take a piss, you know. I ain't fucking lying. You want me to piss on you? I will. It wouldn't be the first time. You know, Pat. Uh, you... Just tell him a story. Tell him you love him. You know what I mean? Who's that? Bruce? Yeah, Bruce. You know, probably who spent the most time with Bruce Prichard in, in, in their entire career was Probably you and then me second. But yeah, but I would. I got a question. Was it really? No, 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 no. Wait, 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 Eric, was it really three? Eighty-three. Eighty-three straight weeks. Eighty-three straight weeks, not eighty-three week. straight weeks. Week. Pat, when he says straight, you get nervous. Okay, Pat. <laughs> That's what I tell him. I go both ways. Don't you get it? Traveling up and down the highway, you know, you get to become very, very close friends with people, and you learn secrets that sometimes you wish you hadn't known, and that's, that's what we learned about the guy sitting on the throne down there. And, uh, and Pat, one of your favorite stories about Bruce Prichard is what? No, he's boring. <laughs> what? He doesn't play golf. He doesn't play any sport. He's boring. What can I do? That's, I'm glad you're here. You're going to talk, not me. So that's the reason he got along with Vince McMahon so, so many years there. You know, one time, uh, just a quick story on Bruce Prichard. Uh, everybody up here has kind of echoed, you know, Bruce kind of followed Vince around. You know, he's kind of that guy that, uh, that was attached to him, you know, kind of like that wallet in your rear pocket there. But Bruce never reached for that wallet. He always reached for Vince's wallet there. But, but uh, one time we're doing TV. We're writing TV at, at, at your house. Now, Pat has one of these glass houses in Connecticut. You remember that glass house he had there, Bruce? Shake me. That gimmick, the gimmick house. But he, uh, the entire back wall was completely glass-plated. 
And I'm a Florida boy, and I come, I come, come up from Florida, and then, you know, I get involved. I always heard the work habits of these guys, you know, Bruce and uh, and Pat, and especially Vince. So, so I, I'm 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 there writing TV, and all of a sudden, a storm starts blowing in. And uh, you know, we well, let's take a little breath, let's go have lunch. So we go down to one of Pat's favorite places in uh, one of those Connecticut towns. I, I never committed any of them to memory because that's the worst place in the world it can be. The only good thing about uh, about Connecticut is I-95 South. But anyway, anyway, so Pat has this beautiful glass house. So we go to lunch, and you know, I see. Vince, Vince, you know, Vince has got this body on him. He takes these, all these GMC supplements, you know, that you buy over the counter there. And I, I see him taking the supplements, and I, I see Bruce taking supplements. And, you know, we go back to Pat's house. We start working. All of a sudden, you know, Pat, Vince, Vince opens up, and he passes gas like you've never heard in your life. I mean, just... It echoed those glass panes in that house of Pat's was just shaking. It sounded like a freight train coming through. And then Bruce says, you know, Bruce decides to, to follow up. And so he, he passes gas, and God knows a Texas and passing gas is not a pleasant sight. So but Pat, okay, Pat's into it. So Pat gets ready to pass gas, and we're all waiting, and all of a sudden, all there is. There ain't no more. So anyway, so Bruce says, excuse me, I gotta go to the bathroom. Now, now why, you know, Vince takes these supplements because he wants to look good. Bruce takes the supplements because Vince does. No particular reason. I've looked at that body there. I mean, not, not, no, not Vince McMahon's body there. But anyway, Bruce goes back and, you know, it's, it's well known that I got a very weak stomach. So Bruce goes back to Pat's bathroom. He lays one out. He lays one out for, for all of ages, so. Briscoe, don't you have to go to the bathroom? They're waiting for me to go to the bathroom, so. I finally get up, and I gotta go relieve myself, and I go walk in, and, and there's everywhere. So I start vomiting and come out, and they're all laughing at me, but uh, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce would do anything that Vince asked him to do, and, uh, and some of the things that Vince wouldn't ask him to do. Pat, yeah. you remember the time when he cleared a hotel in Boston, uh, Massachusetts for two nights in a row? I think one night was in your room and he lit up and uh, the fire alarm went off. And the next night he comes to my room. I think I'm getting the story right, right, Bruce? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, it's not the truth in the story, it's the delivery of the fucking story, okay? And it's my story and I'm going to tell it my way. So. Anyway, two nights in a row, it's a brand new hotel, the Boston Embassy Hotel at Logan Airport, $455 a night, and Bruce got Vince's credit card, and he's tipping everybody. So second night in a row, Bruce goes, uh, comes to my room, and he said, I'm going to show you how Hulk Hogan does it. So he goes in my bathroom. I said, what do you, what do you, no, not another one of those. So he goes in the bathroom, comes out with this hairspray. He said, Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Hulk Hogan taught him this trick. And Eric Bischoff was in the room, I believe. So he gets up, he go walks over, he gets up in a chair. Hold his one. Should I put it here? No, I'm not gonna do anything back there. Takes a hairnet out and he puts it over the fire extinguisher. Oh, 
pretty brilliant. Yeah, well, Brutus and Hulk told me how to do that. But also, if they do it, well, you know it's right. But where'd you go, Patterson? <laughs> I'm left alone again. So anyway, so Bruce lights up. As soon as Bruce lights up, you know, I'm, I'm just watching is all I'm doing. I'm just watching. So Bruce lights up, and all of a sudden, two nights in a row at this Embassy Suite Hotel. Everybody evacuate the rooms. So we go down in the lobby. The night before, everybody in the hotel evacuated the damn room. So we go down in the lobby, and Bruce, are look, Bruce and I are looking around. We're the only two motherfuckers in the lobby. True or not, Bruce? We're only two, two what well, that part's true. We're the only two guys in the lobby. So here comes a security guard over. Uh, I guess you guys are in room 728 or 714, I think it was. <laughs> I think it was 714. It's not important to the story, <laughs> The room was very important, Bruce. So yeah, Bruce said, yes, sir. He said, I was in there. That was my room. And I said, yes, sir, he was. And I get up and I leave Mr. Pritchard there. But he, he's a friend, but he's a friend that, that will not let you in his hotel room if a fire alarm's going off. And that happened to him again in Seattle, Washington. But it was in my room this time. So Bruce takes off and he runs down to the, uh, to the end of the hall. He's like four rooms down. Where'd you go? He left. So he's running, he's running. This was 300 plus. This was Dusty Rhodes, 1974. Bruce Pritchard, too. By the way, the the uh, birthmark was this big at that time. So anyway, he runs down there. So all of a sudden, I look out my hotel window, and I see fire trucks. The Seattle SeaTac Fire Department is coming to my door. All of a sudden, I see the elevator doors open. I'm looking out at that little pico. I see firefighters carrying axes, fire hose. So I run out my door. They're running in my door. So I run down, bang on Bruce's door. Bruce, let me in. He peeks out. You have a little change there. He peeks out. He looks down there. I said, Bruce, let me in. They're after me. No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? I'm not letting you in my fucking room. It's your problem. His shit, my room, and who does he blame? The Indian. So, of course, I take all the heat again. I go down there. Well, I was just taking a shower, and I turned the hot water on. And Because uh, this is how he told me to lie to the, to the first responders. There. Just tell me you're taking a shower, and you pass out in the seat, and all the steam set off the fire alarm there. So if you ever get in that predicament, now you know Bruce Pritchard's story to it. But anyway, it, it's been uh, Pat Patterson deserted me, and I'm making a fool of myself up here. But, Pat, did you buy me a beer? No. So anyway, I'm still talking. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of these, these, these great members, uh, my cohort workers here on, on this stage uh, for their great delivery tonight. And uh, when, when Conrad called me and I said, Conrad, I need a lot of help. He said, don't worry, I got you Pat Patterson. I hired three riders. He hired a black guy, a Jewish guy, and a hillbilly. 
and I, I, I get Pat Patterson for help. But ladies and gentlemen, this is to honor uh, Bruce Pritchard, one of the greatest guys that you'll ever travel up and down the road with. I've spent 50 years with him, and Pat Patterson spent 75 years in positions that I don't even know about. Wait, wait a minute, Jerry. Jerry, wait a minute, wait a minute. Repeat, when I left there, you started talking about the... Why don't you tell me the story? I, I didn't hear it. Would you want to do it again, a little? You, about the fart that we're talking about? Yeah. Passing gas? Yeah, right, tell me the story. I, I left. Oh, when, when, I like where'd you go? Huh? Where'd you go? I would take a leak. I feel so good, man. Oh, okay, Mr. McMahon's not going to approve of this. Bob. But anyway. <laughs> well, I can't make you laugh because... When I was with Bruce, we were just working, period. Really, we laughed at people, that we did. Every day, we, no matter what it was, we'd laugh. But I can't make you laugh, that's all. But later, I'm gonna sing though. Oh yeah. All right, so who's next? I got you, thank you, Pat. Thank you. We gotta close the booth, we got 10 minutes. Wow, when I think about the hours that I have shared in a car with Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson, those memories are memories I will never, ever forget. And, you know, speaking of sharing and being in a car, well, Turo is a peer-to-peer car-sharing marketplace where you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. And Turo is available in over 5,500 cities across the United States, Canada, the UK, and Germany with over 9 million users worldwide. Now, here's what you do. You choose the best car for you, often at a lower cost than traditional car rental agencies, and customize your experience for whatever your adventure demands. Turo has over 850-plus unique makes and models available, including Tesla, Porsche, Mercedes, BMW, Ferrari, Subaru, Toyota, and more. Whether it's a truck to help you out on moving day, a swishy sports car for a luxurious weekend away, you know, for a special date or something, or a vintage van for a picture-perfect road trip. Take the family out on the road. Turo lets you find the perfect vehicle for your next adventure. Turo has more than 350,000 vehicles listed globally, and many hosts offer to deliver the car right to you. Insurance options are available on every trip. Skip the rental counter with Turo. Now, I love Turo because I actually recently checked it out because I'm thinking about, well, getting a bigger SUV and a little something different. But I wanted to not just test drive the damn car. I wanted to drive it for a weekend. So I checked out Turo, and, well, my decision is made. I know what I'm going to do here in a couple of months, and you can too. Check Turo out, and right now, all you have to do, download the Turo app. That's T-U-R-O on the App Store or Google Play, or visit Turo.com and get $25 off your first trip when you sign up for Turo. Use my promo code WRESTLE25 at checkout. Now, terms apply. Remember, all you got to do is go download the Turo app, T-U-R-O, on the App Store or Google Play, or visit Turo.com. Use my code WRESTLE25 at checkout, and you get $25 off your first trip when you sign up.
Pat Patterson and Jerry Briscoe, everybody. Pat Patterson and Jerry Briscoe. Not quite how you remember them in the balcony of the Muppet Show, but it's fine. Uh, Pat, you missed the hot tag. God damn it. Jerry feels like Ray the Crippler Stevens now. Uh, really? Don't know that? Whatever. All right. We got one. We got 10 minutes, one last act. Let's go out strong. Do we feel good or what? Come on, baby. One last act. You know who the fuck it is. Come on, man. Who booked this shit? Give it up for the great. You better get off your feet. Give it up for Bruce Pritchard, everybody. Bruce Pritchard. Well, <laughs> I love you. That's something I never said to anybody on this fucking stage. That felt like it was longer than Hillbilly Jim's Hall of Fame speech. God damn. But finally, I am in the main event. Yes. Don't worry, Sean, you'll get there someday. And look at around. I mean, over here, the comedians, the guys on stage, and just goes to show they'll let anybody on this stage except Tony Schiavone. What? It's funny because it's true. <laughs> uh, James Madden, our host tonight, did he do an incredible job? You know, James is from New York City. Yeah, New York City. He talks fast. He pretends to be much more talented than he actually is. Uh, are you sure you're not Vince Russo? Just, just checking there. I had to make a list. I had to make notes because I'm old and I forget. Uh, Taylor Williamson. America's got talent. He doesn't. Uh, but with that body and voice, I was looking at you and thinking, how in the hell did we miss you for the Divas division? <laughs> Sean Waltman. First met him. It was Lightning Kid. We brought you in. Kamikaze Kid. And then one, two, three, DUI Kid. <laughs> By the way, 1995 called. Actually, it was rehab. Forget about it. Uh, you know, earlier today, somebody was complaining about a guy walking around with some old dog on his arm. And for a minute, I thought that they were talking about Sean. And then I figured it out. They were actually talking about Medusa's husband. You started it. Medusa. Melinda Blaze. They say that we had to have a lady on the dais. Why are you here? I mean, I'm just kind of curious. And then Eric Bischoff, my friend. Love Eric. Eric produced Monday Nitro, WCW Thunder. Scott Bayo is 45 and single. So I was thinking, how about a biopic of that entire time called Eric Bischoff, 49 and Desperate? Eric blames AOL and Time Warner for the demise of WCW. 
And I called bullshit on that until I found out Eric's real name is AOL Time Warner. Shuli, Jew in the fucking mask. You know, I met him about a year ago in my show in New York City, and he's like, hey, have you ever tried one of these? And it was a vape pen. Fucked me up. <laughs> Thank you for that, by the way. And uh, in the immortal words of Michael Hayes, you kill Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. And my old buddy... Double J, Jeff Jarrett, spend my days working hard on the go. Yeah, your dad didn't book this tonight. What the fuck are you doing up here? Just, just curious. Um, they said that uh, Elias stole his gimmick by singing and doing the guitar, and I said, no, Elias has talent. But Jeff was a trailblazer because long before there was Brokeback Mountain, Jeff was portraying a gay cowboy in the WWF. Dan St. Germain, I don't even know who the fuck you are. I got nothing. These guys were supposed to write shit for us, and they stole all. I'm like going, that was good shit. I could have used that. Yeah, I got nothing. Brutus, the fucking barber beefcake. Now, Brutai, Conrad gives you shit. You were over like Rover, motherfucker. And I, Beefcake was over. So I, I wanted to, in honor of him, I wanted to play Beefcake match for all of you. But I wanted you guys to laugh, not cry. Beefer busted his face in a horrible parasailing accident way back when. And, and that's the excuse for why he looks the way he does. I didn't know you were into parasailing, Medusa. But it's okay. My brother's a doctor. He can fix you up. And, of course, if you haven't already, be sure and get Brutus's book. It is exactly like his career. Boring, sad, and doesn't sell. I was shocked to see Jerry Lawler here. I think he got confused because the daycare convention was at the Sheraton. No, he is a hell of an artist, and he said, I mean, even today he can draw anything, just not a house. I do have a funny story about Jerry Lawler. One time, Vince McMahon came up to Jerry and says, Jerry, I'm celebrating my 18th wedding anniversary. Can you imagine being married to the same woman for 18 years? This is a true story, by the way. Jerry looked at Vince and says, Vince, I couldn't imagine being with someone 18 years <laughs> old. Mike Lawrence <laughs> looked like Spike Dudley fucking lasted all day in craft services and never took a bump. <laughs> Speaking of the Divas division, Ron Funches, how the fuck did we miss you? And somebody wrote this joke for me, uh, said that Ron Funches looked like a pedophile and the beanie baby that fucked the kid. I fucked up that line. I have no idea what it meant at all. And last but not least, I have to thank Pat and Jerry for at least coming up so that I didn't have to follow all those comedians, especially Ron Funches, and completely boring the fuck out of you with that story, Gerald. 
You know, Pat gave me great advice all, all throughout my career. I just wish I could have understood some of what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> Gerald Bresco, Jerry. He puts the Jerry in geriatrics. I got nothing. <laughs> but, you know, I, this is an inside thing. It's Pat's breath. It's, it's horrible. It's kind of like, it, it's, uh, it's terrible. And this is the first time that I've ever seen your breath and Medusa's crotch in the same room. So, solves a lot. But anyway, in all seriousness, uh, this is a true honor. This is amazing. When Conrad said, hey, we're going to roast your ass, I said, who the fuck cares? And it is amazing, everybody coming out here tonight, every single person on this day is great friends, and I thank you guys for being here. Much appreciated. All these comedians down here that stole the show and made me laugh my ass off. I thank you guys. Don't forget, right after this, we're going to do some karaoke. Me and Jeff Jarrett going to sing. Come on back. Pat Patterson is going to sing, and we're going to have us a grand old time. Thank you very much. Love you guys. Come on, give it up for the great Bruce Richards. Bruce Pritchard in the rows. Give it up for all the wrestling superstars on this dais. My boys, the comedians doing their thing. Yo, if you have your ticket, uh, stay here for the meet and greet. You got to have your ticket for that. Real quick, shout out to Conrad, Dave Silva, Matt Coop. Yeah, give it up for them. Give it for Cody and the Young Bucks putting together all in. Give it up for Fight TV. Give it up for yourselves, man. This has been a great time. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. Good night, everybody. Hey, thanks for checking us out this week. And, hey, support our sponsors like Turo, Turo.com. And, you know, you guys know all about Turo. It's a peer-to-peer car sharing marketplace where you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, whenever you want it, from a community of local hosts, which means if you're looking for an exotic sports car, uh, a truck to move something over the weekend. Whatever your needs are, you want to try a car before you buy it, Turo is the place for you. Download the Turo app, T-U-R-O, on the App Store or Google Play, or go to Turo.com, and you'll get $25 off your first trip when you sign up for Turo. When you use my promo code, Wrestle. 25 at checkout. Terms apply. Turo.com. Use my promo code Wrestle25 at checkout. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.